Well, it's another week. Now up to the sixth week. And now it's starting to get cool outside now. It's, you know, temperatures. Most of the most of the areas today will be in the 50s and 60s. So, obviously, that will be good for throwing weather, you know. Yeah. And, like I said, looking forward to what, we, what we'll see today here. I'm sure last week... Last week, a lot of people were wondering why we didn't put the why we didn't put the scores out last Sunday. Well, you had an emergency to, to take care of, you know. So, but today you're here, and we're going to do it. We're going to do these pr- predictions, and we have two unanimous picks. Hold our breath because sometimes we don't get it right. The first one, Baltimore should easily beat the Bengals. Today. Oh yeah, yeah, that should be an easy one. Now, our second unanimous pick, we have to hold our breaths on this because a lot of people don't think that it may be as what you would seem. Obviously, Sam Darnold is coming back for the Jets. His first game since opening week. He will be. He will. He will obviously be. You know, he will obviously be protected. He's going to have rib protection. But Dallas goes up there to try to redeem themselves after all of a sudden losing their last two games, including last week in Green against the Packers. So that's our other unanimous pick, Dallas over the Jets, to give them a little bit of momentum before next Sunday night's big matchup. Yeah, yeah. That that should be a win for Dallas, unfortunately. All right. Well, we have to pick a winner. Even though you may not like what I'm, we're, we're going to start first. We're going to Miami, the home of Super Bowl Fifty Four, where we know who will not be. The two teams will not be playing in Super Bowl Fifty Four, but these two teams, they're zero and nine. They're terrible, but we have to have a winner. So go ahead. Yeah, there's a couple games this week that are just like you know. Completely uninteresting games. This is one of them. Um, There's two teams playing for the number one pick in the draft. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to spend too much time. Uh, uh, Jay Gruden, he got fired. Um, So, you know, we got Callahan in there. The Redskins, you know, the way I look at this game is the Dolphins are – pretty much trying to lose every, every game this year. You know, they're trying to tank. The Redskins, they're not, they're, they're, they want to win some games, you know. Um, they're not worried about getting that number one pick at like the, like the Cowboys or like the Dolphins are. So, the way I see it, Washington has at least something to play for. Miami's got nothing to play for. Um, so, I'm just, I'm going to pick the Redskins here. With a final score of, um, I'll say uh, 31-16. Like I said, a lot of turmoil in Washington this past week with Jay Gruden being shown the door. Obviously, they're, they're, the Redskins are, are reportedly trying to put deals together to make a move to try to get Steelers coach Mike Tomlin after the season. That's possible. We'll see what happens there. But obviously, Case Keenum returns to the lineup today. They're not going to play Dwayne Haskins. I don't know why. That makes no sense. And Miami, obviously, 
You know the sad thing about Miami, even though they're obviously the league's worst team, obviously they're the worst team in the league, they're not last in every category. In total offense, they're actually 31st. So, if it takes whatever you can put together, Josh Rosen's doing what he's got to do to try to impress teams if he's going to be sent going sent elsewhere after the season if they decide to draft a quarterback with the number one overall pick if they do get that next year. So, But I think this will be a tighter game. This will obviously be one of the few games that Miami plays very well in against an, organ, against an opponent. But I do think, I agree with you, I think Washington does win. And the final score, 25-20. to 20. Well, probably the league's most disappointing team, at least in the NFC, has been Atlanta. You know, they... They, you know, they beat us on a Sunday night, but besides that, they have no other victories. Last week in Houston, they got blown out, 53 points given up to Deshaun Watson. And this week, they're in Arizona to face Kyler Murray, who's getting better every week. So go ahead with that matchup. Yeah, this is the second of the two games that are teams that are already out of it. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this one either. Um, the the Falcons, they they have a good offense overall. Matt Ryan, he's having a, a, a big year statistically, but they, um, they, they stall out in the red zone a lot. Like you said, Kyler Murray on the other side, he's, he's getting better, but that offense, you know, they still have a bad offensive line. Um, both teams have bad defenses, but in this one, I think the um, I think the Falcons are going to be able to get to, their pass rush is going to be able to break through on Kyler Murray, get to him, um, and I think that Matt Ryan's going to have a big game here. So I'm, I'm going with the Falcons here with a final score of 36 to 20. Well, Atlanta, when the season began, before the season began, I predict them to win the South, and it's been nothing but the complete opposite. They've been pathetic. And, unfortunately, their defense, for some reason, is even worse off than before. You know, they gave up a lot of points, uh, like 53, the second most points given up this season. I think the most, obviously, because 55, Tampa Bay was a couple, was interception return, but... I think of any defense, that's the most that team has given up this year. And today, you know, like I said, they're they're favorite by just two and a half points. But I, but for some reason, I just don't trust this defense. I mean, I think Matt Ryan will have a decent game. Obviously, Julio Jones will have a big game. Something will tell me that they will. But I don't like Atlanta. I, there's something wrong. In, there's something not right in Atlanta. Something ain't right there. And... Obviously, now that Jay Gruden is gone from Washington, their their head coach in Atlanta is now on the hot seat. He's obviously now on the hot seat. He's he has to he has to start winning some games, or he'll be the next one to go. And I don't think today is going to be the day. I think it, you know Arizona's home. If they can't stop Kyler Murray, I think that. They ha- he has some weapons, obviously Larry Fitzgerald, the the future Hall of Famer, and a, and I think a couple others. 
something tells me it's not going to be a good, another good day for Atlanta. It'll be a closer game. They'll play a decent enough game, but I don't think it'll be good enough. So I have Arizona winning and the foul score 33-31. All right, we'll stay on the left coast here, on the western part of the country here. <clears throat> we'll go to uh, Denver, who are coming off their first win of the season. And obviously, they've been close. Tennessee looks like, from what I'm seeing, looks like in a tough, even though they're in a tough division, they look like the worst of the, of, of the four teams in the AFC South right now. Interesting matchup here. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, um, the NFC South is going to be a close race all year. Um, Tennessee's coming off a disappointing loss to Buffalo. Um, obviously, they missed three field goals and, and lost by seven. You know, so right there was the difference in the final score. But, um, but yeah, they they um, they got to step it up. They signed. Uh, guy that we're very familiar with here in Philly to be their new kicker, Cody Parkey, this week. Um, as you, you, we all, you know all about him from his time with the Eagles and from the big miss from last year in the playoffs. Um, so he's going to be their new kicker. Um, Tennessee, though, again, Mariota, he's not he's, – he's, he's never been able to take that um, – forward into into being a top 10 quarterback sort of uh as i'm as we're talking here we're watching Jameis winston sort of implode himself so between those two neither of them really have worked out in the nfl um mariota's been sacked 22 times this year second most in the nfl um but one one thing about tennessee's offense that is good is that they don't turn the ball over um their offense hasn't turned the ball over yet this season Overall, they have one turnover, and that was on a, a muff punt. So they they do take care of the ball, even though they don't put up a lot of points. On the other side of the ball, Denver, they lost Bradley Chubb a couple weeks ago. So it's going to be up to Vaughn Miller to, to get that pressure on Mariota. And he's off to his worst start of his career. He has uh, just two sacks so far this year, which for a lot of players that might not be bad two sacks in five games, but for uh, Von Miller, an MVP or defensive player of the year caliber player, he needs to do better than that. So, um, yeah, but in this game, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's two tough defenses, um, and I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a tight one, really. And I just don't. I just think at the same time, Denver doesn't have enough on offense to really do much against Tennessee, whereas Tennessee might not have a great offense, but they'll be able to move the ball a bit, control the clock. They're going to have to settle for a lot of field goals, just like they tried to do last week. And But in the end, I think uh, Parkey's going to make three out of four field goals, and they'll score a couple touchdowns. And it'll be enough to beat um, it'll be enough to beat Denver. So Tennessee wins with a final score of twenty to thirteen. As we were talking, Tep- Tepa Bay, their kicker just kicked the fifty-four yarder. So that was pretty yeah. impressive. I'm sure you're watching the game as well. I know you're watching the game as well. So 
All right, to this to the to the to our matchup we're talking about. Obviously, like I said, these are two teams that offensively are struggling. And you did mention Tennessee has only one turnover. That's the least of any team in the NFL. Damn, one turnover? You're telling me Brady and Belichick's team has more turnovers? Wow. But but they're only two and three, so. Obviously, this team is just not playing as well as they normally should, especially on the road. Even though they've won their, both of their games, I mean at home, not not on the road. Their two wins are on the road, but obviously, yeah, Mariota has not been playing very well. Obviously, there's no talk of putting Ryan Tannehill in. I think he might be a better option at this point because he still has some game left in him, you know, as long as he doesn't sabotage anything. But you know, Mike Vrabel, he, he's he's more focused on the defense. That was his, that's his position, and he's obviously gotten them some decent luck here. This matchup, obviously, with Denver, you know, like I said, Denver's getting better. You know, Joe Flacco by far had his best game as a Bronco last week against the Chargers, and Philip Lindsay ran the ball very well. Cortland Sutton had a decent game. And like I said, I mean, obviously they'll go after them. They're at home, and they play and they play decent at home, even though they don't have a home win. But like I said, at this point, I look at at Denver, and I think that that win last week might have opened the door, even though Von Miller is struggling, and this defense isn't playing as well as they normally. You know, you they lost. You're right, right about Bradley Chubb. He's done for the year, but Von Miller, he has not played. Like Von Miller should, but I am going to go with Denver in this one because I, you know, they're at home. They have more momentum. Tennessee played a very bad game last week, and they have a new kicker themselves. After, you know, you just mentioned that with Cody Parkey. <laughs> we'll see how that how long he'll last. But I have Denver winning, and the final score, twenty three to seventeen. All right, we're going to go to a very to a, to a team that I'm getting sick and tired of people talking about. Even I'm getting sick and tired of talking of, of bringing it up. You know, the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I'm getting tired. Everybody's talking about this team left and right. Like people forgotten how bad they've been for for the longest time. People forgotten two years ago they didn't even win a damn game, but they're talking like they're supposed to be a contending team. And not only that, they're talking about. Trading away Odell Beckham, rumors. He's been on the trade block this week, or his name has been mentioned on trade talks. So, obviously, they're not playing as well as they need to be playing, and now they're bringing in a against uh, bringing in Russell Wilson, who's playing who's playing as good as quarterback as anybody right now, and Seattle obviously playing very very well right now, and. Could be in the mix here. Cleveland going to have a tough time looking for their first home win of the season. So go ahead with this matchup. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Cleveland, you know, they were the sort of everybody's big breakout team in the preseason. You know, everybody thought they went out, they spent a bunch of money on some big-name players, including Odell. Everyone thought that they were going to take a step forward and build off the last year's momentum towards the, in the second half of the year. And, 
you know, I was saying, and I told you in the preseason, I thought that they were going to disappoint. Um, and I thought, even though they brought in some some names, you know, they 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 have a lot of low character players on this team. And once they start, you know, once they hit a, a nice losing streak and start facing some adversity, I thought that this team might start and pot potentially even blow up. Um, and you know, after last week's pathetic performance, if they have another bad game like that, we could see something. You know, maybe we see Odell start to become, you know, the pain in the ass that he he was in New York. Um, now against Seattle, they're going up against a really tough team, um, and they're going up against a quarterback who is had has been the best in the league so far this year. He's been better than Mahomes. He's been better than Brady even. Um, he's a uh, He's the first quarterback in the NFL history to um, have uh, 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns, and zero interceptions in his first five games. Um, he's completing 73% of his passes, quarterback rating of 126, and that's obviously Russell Wilson. So he's, he's off. He's been having a great year so far. Cleveland, they're 0-2 in, at home this year, and... Um, Odell Beckham has, in, the, in his last two games, he has just four receptions, which, like I said, if they, start, if they have another bad game here, this is where he could start, he could start complaining. Um, and I don't think it's going to go well for Cleveland today. I think that Seattle defense is going to be tough. They're going to get after Baker. Baker's going to turn the ball over a couple times. I think Nick Chubb's going to have a tough time running the ball. And Russell Wilson is going to be Russell Wilson, so I I think uh, I think Cleveland's in trouble here. So I got Seattle winning this one. The final score of I'm going to say 34-21. Well, like I said, I'm getting t- like I said before, I'm getting tired of everybody talking about the Cleveland Browns like they were supposed to be a contending team. Two years ago, they couldn't even win a game, and now everybody's wondering if they're going to be this great team. The problem is, Baker Mayfield is just, he's just searching, you know. He's not even playing as good as he played last year. Wisely, the big reason is they, the left tackle, they traded him away in the offseason to get another defensive player. That's not even that great. So, to me, losing your left tackle and the most important part of your line is not going to help your situation win, win a game. And unfortunately, you know, his blind side has completely been been taking shots at, and he's the third and he's the fourth most sacked quarterback in the league right now. And he's thrown the most interceptions with eight. So right now, you know, another reason is they're they're tied in, I think no clue, I think I forgot is how you pronounce he's on IR and he won't be returning until after Thanksgiving. And Obviously, Kareem Hunt's still on suspension for another two, another three or four weeks before he's allowed to return. He has to serve a half the season suspension. But, like I said, it's just been miserable offensively and even defensively. Because we all expected, I really thought the defense was going to be really good this year. So it's been a mess right now for the Browns. On the other side, Seattle is a little more surprising. You know, I didn't think when I saw the roster 
that I was going to be really, I thought that Russell Wilson would have to carry this team. And in a way he is, but this team is playing very well right now. Probably better than you and I predicted when we when we had our predictions back in August. And obviously Seattle is, is doing what they're doing and Russell Wilson's having complete opposite of what of what Baker's done. He has no interceptions. He leads the league in yards and in touchdown throw. Well, actually not in yards thrown, but in touchdowns thrown. So obviously, this is this seems like a mismatch. The Browns do not have a win at home this year. Several teams don't. And they're not going to get a win here today. I think Seattle is going to be all over them from the get-go. And I don't like the Browns' chances. Seattle wins easily, and the foul score, thirty-eight to seventeen. All right, we're going to skip to the to the Sunday night matchup. Obviously, it's not a sexy matchup. Obviously, Al Dave uh, Al Michaels is not not really pleased with the matchup because you know he wants the best matchup. This is not even even a third of the best matchup. Obviously, Pittsburgh has no Ben Roethlisberger. You know, no Ben Roethlisberger, so they're now down to their fourth string quarterback when they started when they started training camp, and they're in all in suburban LA to play the the Chargers. So go ahead with that matchup. Yeah, this is a bad game here. You could we could have put this in as a um, unanimous. Did you ask me? I don't think it's it's not even going to be close. Um, like you said. Mason Rudolph is out. Roethlisberger's out. Um, so it's 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 not going to be a good game. The the Chargers are going to put up points. The Steelers aren't going to be able to move the ball at all. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an easy win for LA. So I'm going with the Chargers here. Final score of I'm going to say. 41 to 10. How much? 41 to 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to waste my time talking about this. I mean, the only good thing about the Browns is they're in a division where there's a lot of... Yeah. Yeah, they're in, they're in a division where, you know, they only have to deal with Baltimore, and they already beat Baltimore pretty badly. In their house. So obviously, you know, that's why the Browns will hang around and should be make should make the playoffs. I'll be surprised if they don't with what they have what they have in their division to work with. But to this matchup, like I said, the Steelers have they have no quarterback. Uh the Chargers should at least have their have a very good game. They have not played very well at home this year. But this should be an easy home victory. I'll give the Steelers a little more credit. I think they're going to run the ball a little more, so I think they'll score a few more points than what you're predicting. But, yeah, we both agree the Chargers should win easily. We would have this as a unanimous pick, but since it's on Sunday night and everybody sees it, we have to pick it. So the Chargers win, and the final score, 37-20. to 20. All right, we're going to go... We're going to go to Jacksonville. Should be an interesting matchup of, back, of backup quarterbacks. We have many of them today. Gardner Minshew has been 
the talk around the league and you know he played a very good game against the Panthers on last week came up just short beating them Teddy Bridgewater since he since he uh you know like I said since he came, since he took over for Drew Brees has been is undefeated and they lead the and they lead the NFC South and right now you know looking like a content and would be a, have a bye going into um going into January so go ahead with that potential match with that matchup yeah the um Saints offense with Teddy Bridgewater hasn't been good since he took over but that defense has been really tough they've, they've stepped their game up and they've uh they've, they've helped them win a bunch of games now um like you said for Jacksonville Gardner Minshew he's a He's been playing really well this year so far. He's the he's just he's the third quarterback since since in the Super Bowl era to have a hundred plus quarterback rating and zero interceptions in his first four games. Um, and he, he, you know, they lost last week, but he played well, and you know, he, he he's he's been solid all year. Um, Jalen Ramsey is expected to play this week. They're saying. So that's going to help that Jacksonville defense. Um, last week, the, the Jacksonville defense allowed 285 rushing yards to Carolina, and now they're going up against um, um, Alvin Kamara, who is not not as good as McCaffrey, but he's 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 one of the best running backs in the NFL in his own right. So that's going to be another tough matchup. But you know that they're going to load that box and try to make New Orleans beat them with the pass. Um, I think that's going to be tough with Ramsey back. I think uh, I think the Saints are going to have a tough time moving the ball. And I do think their defense is going to be is going to play all right. They will. They are tough against the run. New Orleans. Um, they haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in their last 31 games. I think that's going to go extended 32 games, but in the end, I think it's going to be a. It's not going to be a high-scoring game, but in the end, I got to go with the guy that's playing well. That's playing the best at quarterback, and that's the rookie Gardner Minshew. I think he he pulls one out towards the end, and uh, Jacksonville pulls off the upset. So I'm going with Jacksonville. Final score of. Twenty to seventeen. Damn, we go. We boily disagreeing today. <laughs> uh, like I said, if you want to look into history, even though these two teams have only played each other like maybe five times historically, in two thousand three, the Saints, and this was before the Peyton Breeze era, they tried to make the playoffs, and they were a long shot. And it was the week that was next to last week in the regular season, and the Saints came back from a de- deficit to score a late touchdown, but they couldn't score the field goal to take them to take the Jaguars into overtime, and that was the end of their postseason chances. That was 2003, but that doesn't matter today because that was back then. But to this matchup, obviously, this is going to be an interesting matchup. You know, Tate Bridgewater on the road. He's only played one road game, and 
He didn't do much in Seattle, but the rest of the team did, and Alvin Kamara had one hell of a game. And I think today will be one of those games where Alvin Kamara is going to have a, a hell of a battle, you know. And like I said, I mean, Jacksonville's defense, I heard rumors that Jalen Ramsey's going to play. Rumoredly, we don't know. We don't know at, at, at this time, but... They said he's he is he has been practicing a little bit this week, amid amid the yeah amid the the talks about their situation with uh with his wanting to be traded. So right now I look at this matchup and I say it's going to be a good one. It's going to be another great great matchup, and Minshew's going to have he's going to have his moments during the game. He's going to look good. I think. He's going to look really, really, you know, he's going to throw a couple touchdowns. But I just think the Saints right now, the way I look around the league, there's not many teams better than the Saints right now. You know, they they pretty much been getting their, their act together. And I think that, you know, it's going to be a battle throughout the game. But I think at the end, I think I'm going to go with, the Saints to win on a late field goal. I think it's going to be a close battle, and they win on a late field goal. So I have the Saints winning, and the foul score, 27-24. All right, we're going to we're going to go to a to the later matchup here. Obviously, these two teams, like I said, the only unbeaten team left in the NFC, and they are they had a very great game against. Uh, they had a great game against against the Browns last week on a Monday night. 49ers and their fate, a Rams team that's starting to fade a little bit. After a 3-0 start, they're starting to fade a little bit. Big matchup. A lot of people are talking about it. So, like I said, go ahead. Yeah, well, this is, um, this is a matchup of two former co-workers or colleagues in McVeigh and Shanahan. Um, it's not the first time these guys have met, obviously, but it's really the first time these guys have met and both their teams are, are you know, potential playoff teams and they have something to play for, really. Um, so we'll see how that turns out now that, um, now that the Niners are actually pretty good. Um, the Niners, like you said, they just had, they're coming off a, a, a dominant performance against the Browns. Um, Matt Breida has been really good. He's he's uh, he's, he's shown himself to be a major big play threat. He can really he can really um, change the game with one touch. He's one of the fastest running backs in the league. He has a six point five four yards per carry, which is best in the NFL. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's he's playing he's playing all right. Um, he's not putting up huge numbers, but he's doing enough to get them wins. Now, one thing that could be a little concerning: they have Robbie Gould at kicker, um, and he's always been one of the more reliable kickers in the league. But last week, he missed three out of four, so he's gonna want to turn that around like immediately especially with this being a tough matchup um, on the Rams side Aaron Donald as great as he's been over his career he's not off to a great start this season he has just one sack 
on the year. So he's looking to turn that around against the team that he's had a lot of success against. Um, he has, against the Niners, in his last four games against the Niners, he has seven sacks. So, you know, he's, he's going to turn his season around this week. He is facing a lot of constant double teams. So I'm sure the Niners are going to double team him again. Um, one quick thing, note about the Rams, Todd Gurley is out. That's going to hurt that offense, especially since um, Jared Goff isn't playing all that well this year. But, you know, the Rams are coming off um, back-to-back losses. It's just the second time under McVay that they've lost back-to-back games. So they definitely don't want to make it three in a row. And in this one, I think it's going to be a tight matchup. It's going to be a tight game, but... Um, I think I think I gotta go with the Rams here. It's gonna be real. It's gonna be real close. I think I think it's gonna come down to the end. But I think McVeigh's the better coach. I think uh, the Rams are the better team right now. Even though they haven't played like it so far this year, they're the more they, they got more talent even without Gurley. And I think uh, I think golf come, comes out and has a good performance, and and the the Rams pull it off at, at the end here. So, yeah, Rams win, final score, 31-30. Well, this is a very hard game to predict here. I mean, this is probably of any game this week the hardest to predict. 49ers are a legit team. I mean, they have some impressive victories. and But this is their first division game of the season, of the season so far. And obviously the Rams are not free-falling, but... You know, they played a very good game in Seattle last Thursday, but then these Bucks that are playing today that look like the Bucks that we know weren't the Bucks that we thought we would see a few weeks ago in LA where they where they destroyed basically destroyed the Rams and kept them and left them off guard. But obviously, you know, like I said, I am aware about Ty Gurley not in the lineup today. That could hurt their offense a little bit. Jared Goff's going to have to throw the ball. I don't even know who his backup is. I don't even know who Gurley's backup is as a it's runner. Malcolm Brown and um, Darrell Henderson. All right. Well, those guys aren't 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 elite runners. So obviously he's going to throw the ball. I think this is going to be more of a Brandon Cooks kind of game. I think that you know the 49ers secondary and all that they really haven't been tested much this year, and obviously the Rams. They're gonna they're gonna go after him, and and I like I said George like I said you got Blanda and uh, Brando whatever his name forgot his name you said runner and then George Kittle you you don't ever mention one of the best tight ends in the league, you know currently second in, in among tight ends in yards, you know in yards so like I said he's doing what he has to do and. You know, Garoppolo, he hasn't played as well as he's as we know he can play. But obviously this should be an interesting deal where you know a couple you know, a couple turns here, another couple turns there should be you know, it should be an interesting battle there. Like I said, it's gonna come down to the to the last few moments of the game. I think that, you know, the 49ers they're good they'll they'll have the lead late. And I think the Rams will find a way. Like you said, they have never lost three straight under Sean McVay. 
They've only lost two, like you said, they've only lost twice in a row once before in the Sean McVay era. They're not going to let them let them go to a third straight loss, which would question their playoff chances if they don't win today. So I'm going to go with the Rams, hold my breath, and the final score, 32-29. to 29. All right. We're going to go to the Monday night matchup, and Detroit, by far one of the more surprising teams in the league right now, or at least through the first quarter of the season, you know, they, they're they coming off a bye, and they beat the, they, they nearly beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, gave them a big surprise and a near shock, but I've exposed them compared to what the Colts did to them the next last week. Obviously, they're going to a team that they've had a lot of success here immediately here in the last couple of years. You know, where Aaron Rodgers have been struggling against against uh, Detroit of any team in their division over the last three or four years. So go ahead with this Monday night matchup. Yeah, yeah, like you said, um, Detroit has had a lot of success against the Packers in recent years. They've won, actually won four straight against Green Bay. So they're looking to try to make that five. Um, Devontae Adams is out this week again with turf toe. Um, but Rodgers has is, is always been he, – he puts up numbers on Monday nights. Um, he, he has four straight games where he's put up over 300 yards and had a 100 or better quarterback rating. So – he comes up big on Monday Night Football, and I think this week it's not. I don't think it's going to be any different. As Detroit, you know, they've been they've been tough this year. They pulled off a win against the Eagles earlier in the year that we saw. Um, but in this one, I think uh, I think Rogers comes up big. I think Aaron Jones has a nice game, and while Detroit will hang in there for a bit, I think in the fourth quarter Green Bay will pull away. And they'll come up with the victory here. So I got Green Bay winning with a final score of 33-24. Well, Detroit, they're going to uh, Lambeau Field where from 1992 to 2014, they lost every single time they went there. But since 2015, they've won three of their last four meetings there. And, like I said, I mean, Detroit obviously is in Aaron Rodgers' head over the last couple of years. They swept him last year, which was shocking. And, like I said, it's just, it's just kind of, it's kind of weird to see that, you know. Detroit's off to a strong start. Matt Patricia has done a very good job with the defense. They're playing very tough. Obviously, Stafford, you know, he could play better, but obviously it's going to be interesting to see what happens there with all those matchups. And like I said, there's no, there is no uh, Devontae Adams, but they didn't even need him last week. And he and the Packers absolutely embarrassed Dallas in, in Jerry World. This matchup obviously will be a lot closer because it's the division battle and... 
obviously, I think that Aaron Rodgers, he's playing very well. Besides that little blip against us on a Thursday night on a short week, he's been pretty much been outstanding this year. And I think he's gonna he's getting better. He and Matt LaFleur are obviously getting better. They're getting better acquainted to each other. And I think I agree with you. I think that Green Bay will end their they will end their struggles and their losing streak against the Lions. And I have Green Bay winning and the final score thirty four to twenty seven. All right. Now the big matchup probably of today of the of the early games, but probably the biggest matchup of today maybe Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. Two of the most talented quarterbacks to come out of the twenty seventeen draft. And no trust me, Mitch Trubisky doesn't fit. He he has no we don't we don't see shit from him. But these are the two most outstanding quarterbacks. We've seen it a long time, obviously, and for the first time, I think, ever, or maybe since, since high school, since they set met in high school, maybe, these two guys will go at each other. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, this is, uh, like you said, Mahomes, this is all about Mahomes versus Watson. Um, that draft had three, if I remember, three quarterbacks in the first round. Obviously, we know the third one was Mitch Trubisky, who, had, who was the top pick, the, the highest pick quarterback, number two overall, and he has turned out to be the worst of them so far. And I don't think he's going to end up passing any of them as the career goes on. But um, yeah, these two these two guys are battling to see who can be the best quarterback in that draft. Um, the Chiefs have a few key injuries here. Um, they lost Sammy Watkins last week. He's, he's going to be out this week. Um, Chris Jones, they're probably their best defensive lineman. He's out this week. Um, Andrew Wild, their left guard, starting left guard, he's out. But they do get a little bit of help back in Tyreek Hill. He's officially playing today, so that's going to be that's going to be key. That's going to take. Even though with Eve, that's going to take the loss of Watkins and actually make them better, since Hill is a better receiver. Um, at the same time, Houston, they had a big game offensively last week. Deshaun Watson, he threw for 426 yards, five touchdowns. He's looking to have another big one. Um, Mahomes, on the other side, he had a he had a uh, he didn't have a good game last week against the Colts, and the week before he. Really didn't have a good game against um, against Detroit, so he's had two two bad games in a row. And Houston does have a tough defense. I think they're going to be able to get after him a bit. He's not going to. He's going to have a. He'll have a. He'll put up numbers this week. But I think uh, I think Deshaun Watson's hot right now. I think the Kansas City defense is going to have a tough time getting after him, and they don't really have the the secondary talent to make up for a, a, what's gonna, what I think is going to be a poor pass rush. And I think Deshaun Watson has a big game. I also think, um, like I said, I also think Mahomes has a good game, and it's going to be a tight one. It's going to be a high-scoring one. But I think in the end, Houston pulls this one out. And 
going to go with a final score of, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 36-33. I said this should be a very exciting matchup. Unlike last week on Sunday night where the Colts used a defensive strategy that worked, you know, this time it's going to be tougher for defenses to stop. I think that when you look at the, this matchup, like I said, Patrick Mahomes is also fighting a, a minor ankle, well, I shouldn't say minor, a uh, 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 potential probable, probable ankle injury. And, uh, and the line has not been playing very well recently. The last two weeks, that O-line has not played very well. And obviously, he got away with it in Detroit, but that wasn't the case last Sunday night against against Indianapolis. So obviously, you look at this matchup, Houston is playing pretty decent. You know, like I said, it's weird because the, when they played Carolina, they couldn't score at all. They couldn't even get down the field. And then the next week, they put up 53 against Atlanta. So they're very inconsistent. We don't know what what we're going to see. We may, like your, your score predicts, it's going to be probably in the middle. But... You know, right now I look at this matchup and I say that, you know, Mahomes will play tough, you know, and having Tyreek Hill, they don't have that, that you know, that home run hitter. Like, the Eagles don't have Deshaun Jackson. They haven't had him since week one. The, the Chiefs haven't had him since week one. And he's the home run hitter. And I'm sure that... If they if he gets open a little bit and it's and it's possible against that secondary, then he will have at least two home run touchdowns of potentially more than forty yards. Like I said, I think this battle is going to come down to the final few seconds, a few moments of the game, and I, you know, but when I think about head coaches, I'm going to go with with Big Red, and you would too. I'm not. I don't trust Bill O'Brien in the shootout for some reason. Even though I like Deshaun Watson, I think he'll do well. I think the Chiefs will find a way to pull this off. They, they pull it off, and the final score: thirty-five to thirty-one. <laughs> All right, we come to the end here. Like I said, a, a very interesting matchup for the Eagles. It's their first of three road games and the first of six uh, straight games against winning records at the moment at the moment against winning teams but we should assume that most of them will be still have winning records obviously Minnesota like I said Kirk Cousins the, the Eagles are the only team that he's beaten since he became the Vikings quarterback that has a winning record so go ahead with this matchup. What we'll give today? Well, it's the um, only game that let's say, it's the only game that we really care about. You know, it's the one that matters to us. Um, and it's a, it's it's a big game for Philly. You know, they have a really tough schedule for the next six week six games, and this is it, this would be nice if they can start it off with a win. Um, it's their first game in Minnesota since. The Super Bowl. So, um, you know, there's that. They played, you know, last in that that year, the two years ago when they won the Super Bowl, they destroyed Minnesota in the NFC Championship game. But I don't view this as a so as a 
game because the two teams met last year, obviously, and the and Minnesota kind of got their revenge. Obviously, the fans that game was in Philly, so obviously the Minnesota fans this is the first time they're going to see the Eagles since that that game. But so they're going to be pumped up. But in, for the team themselves, I don't view this as a, a revenge type game. Um, the big thing here. The big matchup here that I see is is that Kirk Cousins versus the Eagles secondary. Um, Cousins, he's been he's been pretty bad this year all around. Um, last week he played better, but this is an offense that typically it's a it, they're, they're, they set up the pass through their run. They're a run first offense, but. Going up against the Eagles, the Eagles have the number one rush defense in the NFL, along 63 yards per game. So, you know, the Eagles are going to do their best to take Cook away, and it's going to be on Cousins' shoulders to pick up the slack, which he tends to hold a lot in big in big key games against winning teams. Um, he has a, he has just a 16.7 percent winning percentage against winning teams. So he tends to fold against against tough competition. Um, so we'll see. The Eagles' defense is going to is going to have to come up big, especially with that pass rush, which came alive last week. They allowed ten, or they they got ten sacks, and they're going to have to get after Cousins again, force him to make to throw some bad passes, get some turnovers, and um, set that offense up because. The Vikings do have a tough defense, and without Deshaun Jackson, the Eagles don't have their deep threat, so they're going to have to run a lot of 12 personnel, try to control the clock, run the ball, um, you know, play it a little bit safer than they would if Deshaun was out there. But I think in the end, I think uh, Wentz doesn't have had big numbers again in the last two weeks. He hasn't really put up big numbers. I think, again, he's not going to have a big game, but... I think the Eagles somehow pull this one off. I think they're gonna. I think that defense is gonna come up big, and like I said, they're gonna get some turnovers, set the Eagles up with short field position, um, and I I think that the Eagles are gonna be able to pull this one off. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tight, but the Eagles win this. Final score of 27-24. <sighs> well. You know, normally I get nervous before before a game. I don't feel that way this week for some weird reason. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But like I said, the matchup today is going to be the defense versus Kirk Cousins. And a few and going into last week when the Vikings played the Giants, there was a lot of criticism between Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs of how this offense was going to go. You know, Adam Thielen, obviously, last year was the best wide receiver in the league for the first half of the season, getting 100 yards, something even Randy Moss and the great Jerry Rice, well, Randy Moss is all-time great too, didn't do in the first eight or nine games of last season, have 100-yard games consistently. And obviously, they, like you said, they want, you said, you said first, and you're right, they want to go to the run first, but... The Eagles have been the best against the run, averaging less than less than four four yards a game, less than three yards a carry. So, like I said, this is not going to be an easy game for for Vikings offense if they're going to try to just stick with the run. 
if they know that they can't get Dalvin Cook going, then Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw it through the air. And obviously, the Eagles' secondary, who will still be without Avante Maddox and Ronald Darby, but Sidney Jones is back in the lineup. He will be playing today. That means he and Rasul Douglas will have to obviously do some things, and Rodney McLeod will have to double-team probably Diggs and Dillon in that case because they're going to ha- they're going to throw because Kurt's going to throw the ball at least forty times today, at least forty times today, and they'll have success, and sometimes they won't have success, but it's going to be interesting to see. But Kirk Cousins only has five touchdown passes this year because they have relied on the run. But that's going to be a that that could change today. For for the Eagles' offense, obviously no Deshaun Jackson for another week, but he might return next Sunday. We'll think about next Sunday then. But obviously they're running the ball very well. Jordan Howard obviously has has gotten better over the last couple of weeks. And Miles Sanders obviously will get his carries. Like I said, Carson Wentz hasn't been playing very at his best here the last couple of weeks. He didn't need to last week because it was a defensive-minded game, and and I told you that. But today, I think that, you know, even though I think their offense is going to struggle a little bit because Vikings is a top, they're currently in the top 10 in total defense again. But I do think that Wentz will will team up with Aguilar on one big touchdown throw, on one big play. So I'll predict that. It's going to be a struggle for a while. And obviously it will go down to the fourth quarter like most games will, obviously. But I do agree with you. I think the Eagles will find a way to pull this off. It's not going to be easy, but I do think that the Eagles will find a way. You know, I think they're the better team, even though the Vikings have not lost yet at home this year. But I do think that the Eagles are the better team, and they will get going. Remember, they played five of the last six games on the road last year, and they were and they could have won all of them. So they 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 know how to play away from from the link. I have the Eagles winning as well, and the final score, twenty four to twenty. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah.